welcome to episode 35 of Gab with Gwen podcast. This is your girl Gwen. It has been a long time. You know, I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to, but I'm here. I'm back. It is what it is. It's 2020, which is wild. This has been a long hiatus. Um, here we are in February. Happy Black History Month in the new roaring 20s, although it has been honestly a short year and like a couple months into the year and it is a, a, a disaster as far as I'm concerned. It's been a mess. Like the the year, the new year came out hitting hard and I was like, mm, we're probably in for a doozy, but it is what it is. It's a leap year. So we'll see what, what happens. So back after like a year hiatus, my bad, didn't think it was going to be that long, but Life happens, and I just got the feeling today, like, you know, I've been talking about it actually for quite a few months about coming back and lining up, you know, my friends to come through and blah, 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 but, you know, it's been busy, so wanted to say what's up to everybody. This is my first episode by myself, interestingly enough. Um, I don't think this will be the new format, but I felt like... Sometimes you just got to do it, right? You just have to get up, record, do what you got to do, post it. And, you know, hopefully I'll return to going forward like I've been doing. So anyway, what I've been doing, right? So what the hell happened? How was it hot? You know, we was hot off the presses, making it rain, you know, recording somewhat regularly. And what happened? So basically last episode, I think was end of 2018, which is wild. At that time, I was really considering changing the style of this, right? Because I really got into, <laughs> I really got into genealogy at that time. So what I got into, which I'm still into, by the way, is my sister Thanksgiving that year had done uh, 23andMe and I had wanted to do it forever. But, you know, I was like, that's a Babylon thing. And, you know, I don't know, they're going to use my DNA and clone me or frame me for a crime. And, you know, it's bad enough I'm black. I'm going to have these problems. I'm just giving, you know, the man my DNA to, you know, make my life hell. But my sister did it. I was like, well, they already have some of my DNA because my sister did it. So whatever, who cares? So she did it. I was like, this is so cool. When she did it, I saw that some of my cousins had done it because they came up as matches. And I was like, well, look, we are ready in the matrix. So boom, we're about to go for it. So I did it. And like, you guys don't like, you guys know me, but you don't know me. Like I am intense and I am like a very focused person. So when I get into something, I get into it deep. So I did my 23 me and then it was over. Like I was, I was Henry Louis Gates. Like I was the, the, the new version, the, the younger version, the woman version. I can tell you anything about, you know, genealogy, family tree building, researching all that stuff, chromosomes. Like I just got heavily deep into it. And I was thinking of making a podcast about it, but it was hard because so much got uncovered, to be honest. Um, it, it, that's a whole other thing. And I really debated, well, you know, this is thinly veiled privacy, very thinly, if you will, um, this podcast. So I was like, well, how am I going to be telling my family's business on a podcast? So I struggled with that, but I just really was getting into it and then meeting long lost relatives or people you don't know and in contact with them. Um, actually I will be going to the UK this year, uh, and, uh, hopefully meeting up with like this fourth cousin dude who is, I love him. Shout out to him. He's like 21. I think he's super intelligent and just crazy. So it's, it's just, man, I really was going like into that. And then I just was 
not sure how to fit this in with me like hunting down my family. Like I bought like, I don't know, like 50 DNA kits. Literally, I tested so many people in my family and I keep all their family and I'm family trees, discovered all types of non-paternity, all types of craziness. And it is fascinating. So that's the rabbit hole I was going down. And I just, I guess, didn't know how to fit that with this. Um, and so so many things. Oh, I should tell you guys like, okay, I told you all that my family tree. I didn't tell you what I am. So I found out and it makes so much sense. Like DNA test saying I'm hundred percent that bitch. I'm like 65% Nigerian. So I'm hella scammer in my blood, which is very fitting being Jamaican. So I was like, it makes so much sense. <laughs> it makes so much sense. Um, just from, Jamaican culture, Nigerians also, it's just, it's just hilarious. Um, also my parents' reactions, my parents who refuse to test because they're ridiculous, but I've tested like my grandmother, all my mom's siblings, all that stuff. Uh, just, just put piecing together the history, mad African-American cousins, the whole diaspora, like the whole slave trade coming like in your face when you get these results and see who matched. Just, I could talk about this forever, like I said, cause I want to have a podcast about that, but I... Still haven't figured that out. I started actually following, they have a podcast, 23 Me, but the dude to me is whack. No, my bad. And then actually, they just laid off 14% of their workforce. So yeah, I, that's, I don't know what's really going to happen with them. So that's a whole other conversation. But really, I just got interested in a lot of stuff and it just it wasn't fitting with this. And that was that. Second thing that happened, you know, I think in 2019, which is really made me not feel like podcasting and just, I just had honestly like existential crisis all of 2019. Till now has been like just family shit. Okay. So topic family shit, uh, really, uh, my favorite aunt who I grew up with, she got sick again with cancer. I've been with her since day one, fighting that battle, being there, you know, family. And then she passed away. Um, that's a that's, a, that's, you know, that's not fun shit like I talk about, but I'm saying that's real life. You know, real life comes at you fast and hard. So dealing with that, um, you know, grieving, grief, all that stuff. And then, you know, unfortunately, my grandmother's sick. So just 2019 was just like uh, just a whole bunch of family shit. And on top of that, just really crazy busy at work, which everyone says, but not really y'all, not really busy like that. I'm just going to be real. Um, and then also end up traveling a lot for work. So I just, just really... Didn't have the time, had the interest, but just didn't know how to get back into it, work my schedules with people, and then my interests were kind of changing and I didn't know what to do. So I did nothing, which is not the best thing to do. But, you know, here I am back in the house. You know, I don't know if I want to talk about topics by myself. You know, I've listened to some people's podcasts who do it by themselves. It is a little bit weird to me. Um, some are cool, uh, but I, I do like the dynamic of having somebody else, uh, you know, with you, uh, with a different perspective or multiple people. So, you know, but I think, and, I, and I've, I've contemplated this a lot of times, even when I was doing this, you know, hot and heavy regularly, because, you know, look, she is real and people have real lives and we're not like teenagers who are like, oh, let's hang out all the time. Like people have real lives and real stuff. And so it's hard um, to do that. And, you know, nobody's getting paid. So it, it's hard. So, you know, I'm going to toy with this, you know, trying to, I'm going to toy with this to see. Can I do episodes on my, on my own? Does it make sense? Do I even like it? I mean, much less you guys, but do I like just talking to myself like a crazy person, which I do normally, but do I want to do that for other people to hear? 
not so sure. So we'll see. And that's it. And you know, really, honestly, 2020, thinking about change, like this is something that I do love doing. I hear other podcasts and not to be a shady bitch, but I am a shady bitch. Like, I'm like, yo, this is not even good. <laughs> like, real talk, like there's, there's people who have thousands of followers, millions of followers, and they have sponsorships and all types of shit. And I'm like, yo, that is okay. Mediocre at best, like just very vanilla and it's not hitting, but you know, they're successful. So I think in the podcast space, there's somebody for everybody. I like talking. I like talking to people. I think I have interesting views or different perspectives or people I know do that are worth sharing with people, blah, blah. So I guess the only topic that I will I'm going to close this out with, but I just want to put my commentary today, you know, in mid-February, the 15th of February, to put it out there because when the election time comes, and I do want to talk about this, is that, you know, I always, you know, my dad, it's funny, he always would say, like, you know, to be a president, you know, you have to appeal to, you know, the masses, and you really need to be more centrist because we cannot take for granted being in New York on the, on the coast, like the East Coast, California, that this is America. It's not. Most of America is middle America, and it's nothing like a, it's practically a different country from, you know, the coast, you know, Florida, whatever. So that traditionally has been as someone who can appeal to the masses. It doesn't matter if they're Democrat or Republican, like someone who's fairly centrist because you really are the leader of all the people. Now we have, uh, you know, the Cheeto came in office and, you know, shook it up. No type of decorum, no type of experience. And, you know, really, you would think a New Yorker would never make it because a New Yorker a lot of times is not representative of America. So, you know, you want to be able to appeal to the Christian, right? You want to be able to appeal to whoever, right? Um, So he is an anomaly. But the thing that we forget is that America is very anti-intellectual and we love us some entertainment, right? So at the end of the day, like it all comes down to a man who is a TV show, reality show dude, who is in people's TV boxes on their, their, their tablets every week. And so there's a familiarity, plus he's rich and everybody wants to be rich. So entertainment and money, that's what America's about. So that's how we got this idiot in office, you know, whatever. So, and and y'all still standing heavy by him. So whatever, you know, I'm just unbothered. But what is wild to me as these primaries just ended and um, seeing, like I always said, the Democrats, I thought were playing this all wrong because they were trying to take the higher road and he is, you know, fighting like a dirty monkey throwing shit. So I don't know why they were trying to do that because sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. But to me, who is gaining momentum, who came out left field, is a damn other New Yorker, Bloomberg. And I'm like, you know what? This shit has turned into reality because now he came in late into the game and they're saying that Bloomberg, who, you know, first of all, you know, I I, I want to tread lightly, honestly. Like, it's funny about Bloomberg because, like, because being in New York, like, it's like, you know, a lot of people who work at Bloomberg, all type of shit, people are all connected. So it's weird. So I want to tread lightly a little bit on this just for transparency, but I, you know, I want to be like, you know, he has been criticized and it's clear from his stop and frisk policies as, you know, mayor of New York, him cheating the system to make himself have a third term. I mean, and just going on record, like even five years ago, saying some wild shit about redlining and people of color or poor people. He said poor people, which is code word for black, but poor people and black and Latino, but poor people being the cause of the 2008 
financial crisis. So he and he's like seventy some years old. Like that was five years ago. I was so young. I'm like, yo, this is a twilight zone. But I bring him up because he is getting a lot of traction. He's actually getting support from black people, even though he's like done a lot of stuff against black people. And he is getting traction though because he is doing what I've been saying you need to do. He if the Cheeto is fine like a monkey with shit and throwing shit. You got to do guerrilla warfare too. Like you can't just come here trying to be dignified with a suit and try to preach. Like that's not the type of fight you in. Like when it's guerrilla warfare and you're trying to do some old revolutionary war, you know, lining up and shooting people, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So he's coming out here. He and the Cheeto are tweeting each other saying wild shit. The Cheeto coming at him reckless, saying he's 5'4", and short, and a loser. And this one came back being like, everybody talks behind your back. He is talking that slick New York shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Does he have a chance of winning? Oh, is, is he? Plus, he's throwing all the money. So let's not forget. He's throwing all the money in the ads and stuff like that. And no one takes time to educate themselves on, like, what these people stand for, right? So if he's throwing these ads, and he's doing stuff, and he's looking good, I, I'm just like, yo, low-key, just keeping an eye on this because if for some crazy reason Bloomberg was able to rise somehow to the occasion and be the nominee, this is the first time in my life where I was like, well, look, if this came down to Bloomberg and Trump, who would I vote for? And it's the first time and I have to say this, this is the first time in my life that I've ever thought, well, shit, I don't think I could vote. And I always drag people for saying that. I drag people for saying that. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't be a part of the system. You have to be part of the system. You can't complain about the system if you don't get your voice heard and you don't do something. Da-da. But real talk, if for some nightmarish reason and nightmare on Elm Street or nightmare on Pennsylvania Avenue, that if there's some reason that Bloomberg became a Democratic nominee and it was against Trump, bro, I just... I just, I, I'm out. Like, I just got to step back and watch, just watch what, like, everything implode, this crazy inception of, like, billionaires fucking up the country on some New York shit. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I felt like that was worthy of putting on record. That was a long way to get there. But I was, like, this, that's an epiphany I had over the last couple of days. Like, yo, if Bloomberg was actually a nominee, along with Trump, it's actually crazy because, like, two New Yorkers, two super wealthy people who really don't even care about this and it's just like a stupid ass pissing contest and the American people are going to get fucked either way and this is the first time I've ever in my my life ever thought like wow I would be at a loss where I don't think I could actually vote now you could say well you could vote for a third party candidate or whatever but why would I do that and like I'm not trying to be shady but why like I know it's like give it you know green party whatever the hell y'all want but you know look I like to win so to me if we're not winning I don't know why I'm doing that like I don't see the point but that's just something that just you know I think maybe that should be enough for me to say I gotta say this on record and record it so that everybody knows but you know hopefully he doesn't get it because you know yeah even if you know and look my prediction is real talk I think Trump is probably going to win anyway, you know, if we're basing it on Biden or Sanders, like, come on. Uh, I, I do think that, unfortunately, you know, and it's, it's just what it is. He's Teflon Don. It is what it is. But I really was just thinking, like, man, if it actually came out to be Bloomberg, yo, I just, I would just have to be out. I'm like, yo, I don't know this. I would just be like that meme with the little little chubby boy who goes between the two bushes. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me. Because I'm like, I can't do this. So, 
I just want to put that on record because 2020 has been wild. A lot of things have happened that I want to talk about and things that I've actually been saying like Kamala, all this stuff. There's so much stuff that happened that I really want to talk about, but I would love to talk about that with other people. So I just thought it was a little tidbit I wanted to share. So that's it. It's going to be a short, little, sweet solo episode. This is episode 35 of Gab with Gwen. It's been a long time. I should have left you, but I'm back, baby. You know, don't call it a comeback. I never left. So hope everyone is enjoying 2020. Oh, catch me. Oh, yeah. So although I have not been active on the podcast, I have been active on Twitter because y'all know I love me some 90 Day Fiance and you know we had episodes about that and that does not change. So that has not changed. And shout out to the official Twitter 90 Day Fiance page who actually followed me this week. How late I don't even follow them because I tweet like a maniac on the weekends about that and just random stuff. So if you really want to hear, you should follow me on Gab with Gwen at Twitter. Also, I believe I'm on the gram, although I'm not doing that as often, but all of that, just go to my Twitter page and you'll see the links to everything. So God bless you all. Uh, Keep hope alive and hopefully I'll be back soon. Peace.